Hi everyone, Terry Welbrock here, host of the Healing Place podcast, and so very excited to be sharing with you a special series called The Healers of Hilton Head. Now, don't tune out because you don't live on Hilton Head. This series, my whole purpose with with these interviews is to shine a light on a small community. So if you are living in an area Even if you're in a big city, you have your little community. What I want to do with this series is to shine a light that there are so many options out there for healing beyond just Western medicine. That doesn't mean don't see your doctor. I'm not telling you that. I'm saying that there's so many other options out there. And I have been interviewing people from the low country area, which is Bluffton and Buford and Oakety and surrounding areas of Hilton Head. But I like the way Healers of Hilton Head flowed. So I went with that for a title. Uh, so yeah, so these will be bingeable because I'm going to put them out like five days in a row um, as I record them. So yes, please enjoy these amazing conversations with healers from Hilton Head Island and the surrounding area and reach out to them. Some of them will do virtual sessions when available um, and some have other resources that uh, if you reach out they can help guide you on where to look for for help in in your community if they can't do virtual. Um, So anyway that's all I wanted to share about today's series and the start of this wonderful, wonderful Healers of Hilton Head series. Also, just a reminder to join me on TikTok. I just have been taking a course on TikTok, and I'm doing a series on that, on understanding ACEs. And that's, I'm popping it onto Instagram and uh, Facebook and LinkedIn, too. Uh, So if you're on any of those, you can check out the Understanding ACEs which are Adverse Childhood Experiences, uh, that series there. All right. Thanks. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and I am just so incredibly thrilled to have with me today at the start of this Healers of Hilton Head series. This is the beginning, my number one interview. So yay. So I have Jeannie Kelly and Shannon Miller here with me. And Jeannie Kelly is of Island Soma Therapy and Shannon is with Integrative Relaxation. They're in the same location. I went and visited and uh, had a great conversation with them, even took some videos. So those who are listening into this episode on YouTube, you'll be able to see some video of uh, their facility. Uh, So beautiful and peaceful. I wish I could record the relaxation part of it. So hopefully you'll pick some of that up because I just felt hugged when I walked through the doors. Uh, And I'm so excited because if you go to the, uh, is it the Island Soma Therapy Facebook page, there's little baby birds. <laughs> and I was there for the recording of the little baby birds. So you'll have to go check that out on the Facebook page because it was adorable. All right. So I'm going to do a quick intro. Uh, Jeannie Kelly LMT is a certified advanced Rolf and craniosacral practitioner who has been in private practice since 1986. Formerly, she was a personal trainer and exercise fitness instructor and has most recently led therapeutic 
Yoga classes, facilitated drum circles, guided meditation groups, and assisted and taught a variety of continuing education courses for body workers. And Shannon Mellor is a licensed massage and bodywork therapist living and working on Hilton Head Island. And she has heart-centered support, which I love, for body, mind, and spirit in therapeutic massage, manual lymphatic drainage, oncology massage, scar work, and Reiki. So welcome, ladies. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, thank you. So let's first, I'd like to just learn about rolfing, only because my own personal curiosity about it. So what is it and how does it work for those who are on a healing journey? Yeah, it's probably the first thing I should clarify is um, the term rolfing, is a registered trademark with the Rolf Institute. Um, The work is actually more descriptive to say structural integration. Ida Rolf, Dr. Ida Rolf was the founder. So hence the slang Rolfing caught on early on. Maybe it was easier to say than the mouthful of structural integration, but nevertheless, structural integration is more of a descriptive term for Uh, The work that we do, which is myofascial work that aligns the body within itself in gravity. That's the simplest way to describe it. Um, On a very practical level, people call up and come in with aches and pains and injuries and chronic things that they're living with that they want help with. And it's just a really great systemic approach to organize and align and facilitate change. Okay. Does it work along the lines of like chiropractic work or or is it a a bone alignment, a muscle alignment, all of the above? All of the above. It's an indirect bony alignment. It's definitely a muscle alignment. We're working with the the fascia, the envelope that surrounds everything. It's a three-dimensional web that creates our shape. So in a sense, uh, it is a soft tissue modality, but we're getting... uh, better function in the body because we're changing structure and improving on that. Yeah. So fascia, I had just recently learned about that along my own personal healing journey over the last year and had no idea of the importance of that role in our bodies. It's kind of a household term now. It's more or less a buzzword in really any therapeutic uh, body of work and exercise fitness even. I, I want to say, I want to credit Ida Rolf for being one of the pioneers that brought that perspective of working with the body in fascia to the foreground. And this is, you know, some 50 years ago or more, she began, you know, interfacing with these ideas and creating a system and a school and a program. But now there's research. There's the Fascia Research Society. They hold international conferences. There's a whole lot going on in terms of awareness um, around fascia, and it's exciting. So. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, Shannon, now as doing massage work, do you bring fascia? I mean, is that part of what you encompass with your work? I think fascia is in, included or encompassed in everything that we do. Um, Jeannie can talk maybe more to scar work, but because it is such an integral part of the body. Um, surrounding everything from from head to toe. Um, so yeah. Yeah, awesome. Now, to steer your way just for a minute, 
can talk about um, the oncology work you do only because I said before we hit record, I, one of my dearest, beautiful friends who's been on this show, I love you, Beth, uh, has been recently diagnosed with breast cancer and started along her healing journey. And uh, she has said she's had a number of friends also been diagnosed recently. So I know there's just this huge need for people who are on that cancer uh, healing path for um, mind, body, soul work. So the work you're doing, can you talk to us about it? Sure. Um, I started doing oncology massage um, probably about three or four years ago and um, trained with a woman out of Massachusetts, Tracy Walton. Um, And it really, like occupational therapy, oncology massage looks at the whole person. And I think actually the work that we do, all our modalities really looks at a whole person Um, and not just the diagnosis, but oncology massage can you know, obviously help with pain, it can help with nausea, um, it can um, help with sleep deprivation. There's just a number of things that it can help with. Um, and the, pr- the pressure that we use is more in line with compassionate touch often, um, depending, and each person that I work with is very different. So depending on the, where they are in their treatment, um, and, um, yeah, just depending on where they are in, in their journey. Yeah. I just love what you're both saying in just this whole approach of whole person. And yet that individual approach to that person's particular needs, because that's just the way of the future and the world and the way it should be instead of this cookie cutter approach of, uh, everybody gets the same pill to fix something or everybody gets the same diagnosis. Oh, you have these symptoms. No, you have to take the whole, like even with my, my trauma history, that plays a critical role in my recovery journey and my healing journey um, because of my anxiety. I had gone to a, a regular MD uh, early on in this uh, physical journey I've been on. And um, I said, okay, so these labs are like, my electrolytes are out of whack and my vitamin D levels have plummeted and my blood pressure's all of a sudden shot up and my cholesterol's out of whack. And I had like 20 symptoms. And I'm not kidding when I say this doctor said, okay, well, I think the first thing we're going to do is put you on some anti-anxiety meds. And I thought, you're going to throw an anti-anxiety med at me because I'm a little concerned and riled up and had some tears in my eyes. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anxiety and it has everything to do with being concerned about where I am physically uh, right. with all of these symptoms. So yeah, this approach is just so beautiful. So thank you both for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in hearing you say that, it makes me think about something that I've been reading a lot lately about and, and just fear and how our society, the norm has become that we're not supposed to express being afraid or unhappy. We're, we're supposed to appear happy. We're supposed to appear that we're okay. 
you know, and so that that doctor's response to you showing some emotion, showing your truth was to put you on a medication, but we're human and all those emotions come out in therapy too. You know, I think Jeannie and I can both talk to um, clients that have emotional releases and it's not just about the physical body. It's about the whole being. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, I've experienced that in, in when I've done some sort of body work before where, yes, the tears are just, the tears are flowing. And I realize, oh, there is something so much more happening here uh, on a release level, which is just so beautiful. Well, and I had told you both that my whole purpose with this show, the series, um, is to shine a light that on your work, obviously, and to help people understand what's out there, but to really let people know, even if you're not on Hilton Head Island, but wherever you are in your community, look for these services, look for people who are doing work beyond someone who's just going to say, hey, let's give you an anti-anxiety med because you have some tears in your eyes over this. I think more and more people are seeking that out. They're eager for it. They're wanting to take charge and be informed and find alternatives. Yeah, yeah for sure. Thank you for doing this. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. I, I, I hope it reaches the masses and that so many people understand that there's just, there's just so many amazing, beautiful options um, available. And so, and again, one of the ones that I'm so curious about personally, <laughs> I'm making this about me, is the, the cranial sacral. So no one's ever talked about that. I'm so surprised. What is that? Well, and one quick comment on, on the driver, the driving force of your own healing, it is powerful. And it's like the wounded healer that comes to terms with uh, that part of your journey to then share it and, and in your doing. So Asking about craniosacral work, that has a lineage as well. Um, most of uh, the, the modalities in craniosacral work, and there are a variety of them, uh, can be traced back to William Sutherland, who was um, kind of the founder of cranial osteopathy. And his teacher goes back to um, Andrew Taylor still. So that there's a, a particular lineage that goes back quite a bit in history. But um, in practical terms, it's a modality that is very relaxing. You generally don't take your clothes off. What it looks like is gentle, hands-on, still touch, quiet, meditative. Um, again, there's a spectrum of practices, and some of them can be more direct, interfacing with uh, structural functional change mechanisms, and others can be on the other side of just very uh, what we would call biodynamic that just supports the energy of the body and its innate healing wisdom to kind of wake up and kick in and restore. So um, it's beautiful work. It's elegant. And um, I love the study and the practice. Seeking. Is it is it a hands-on? I mean, are you like, is it on the head? Is it on the whole body? It could be on the whole body. There are specific holds on, on the head for certain corrections uh, in the technical form, but the touch can be from anywhere. And uh, the, the body of work that I'm studying primarily right now is actually called Touch of Presence. So it's orienting towards actually just being a fulcrum for, um, you know, uh, an environmental space to 
help support um, what is already there in the, in the client in terms of, you know, what created us and what sustains us and helps to regenerate. Yeah. Now, can it help with mental health or is it is it more for physical ailments? It, it's both. Again, we don't differentiate or separate any of that because it's all one whole, you know, yeah, I love that idea. I mean, we all, it is fascinating. I've always been fascinated by like, why do we have separate optical insurance and dental insurance and mental health coverage and chiropractic? Like yeah. it's all part, like we're one specialist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So bringing in Shannon again, the, it, it, is it similar to Reiki? I mean, is it an energy type of work? Uh, I would, I would say so. Yeah, I think that, of course, it has a different lineage and a different background. Um, and I really can't speak to craniosacral that much. So Jeannie can pop in any time. But um, Reiki is universal energy. So that sounds a little bit to what Jeannie was talking about. Um, and it's stillness work, which is similar. Reiki is um, there are some different ways to do it. It can be hands off the body. It can be hands on the body, um, and it's holds and it's just being present. Um, and with the idea being that universal energy moves through me as the person holding space, um, and goes into that being my client where it needs to go because it it's all knowing I'm not doing anything. I'm just a holder of space. Yes. Oh, I just heard that recently. I met someone who had, uh, she's coming onto the show and I just did her show. Uh, and she had, had died on a, having a stroke. And I, I think I may have talked to you guys about this when we met face to face, but um, her message was that, um, that she, that she had received when she went beyond the veil was that um, work, the work we do in the world or the messages that we are just the, we're the vessels of light and love. And it's not to remind ourselves, it's not for me, it's for them. Meaning that what flows through us is for those that we come in contact with. And I've really been trying to remind myself of that. But when you just said that, Shannon, it made me think that you were then channeling that light and love, your, that healing, um, in not for you, but for whoever you're doing the Reiki work with. Right. But you're the conduit of that light and love. And um, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty special. I mean, I've experienced... Um, stillness sessions with Jeannie and um, I think we and Jeannie you can please pop in and correct me if I'm wrong but I think we both have a passion for this the the inner work the stillness the the place that we go and let me just speak for myself the place that we go or our clients go that allows for really deep healing that place between being awake and asleep um yeah yeah Jeannie, do you want to say more about that 
That's the only thing I want to say about that right there is, is that that place in between wake and sleep, there is a, this, it's almost ineffable. It's, it's hard to describe potency to then restore and reboot. It's like a conscious rest. And we don't often have that. We're either awake and on and on overdrive and outwardly oriented, or we're asleep. And it's, unless you have a meditation practice or some sort of in-between, um, it's really rare that clients can um, downshift into a space that's sustainable, that's about conscious rest. And it's it's really from that place that things can get, you know, awakened, reorganized, uh, inspired, self-corrected, um, tapped into does that does that make sense this is sort of off the cuff but that's oh. what i wanted to riff on uh, so thanks shannon for bringing that up yeah it's beautiful explanation and and i i totally relate only well I, i've done so many different sessions along these from energy healing to massage to um, acupuncture there there's just been so many modalities that i've done but one of the things that i utilize is emdr therapy and for my mental health journey and it is I always talk about it's kind of going into a dream state, but I know I'm awake. <laughs> so that's, what, but we get so much done in that. And so, yeah, that's what made me think yeah. that's where I went with it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Beautiful. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That, that state of consciousness, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have to truly get to see ourselves. Oh, yes. Right. When we're just, again, when we don't have the, the monkey brain going, right? And all the thoughts of the shoulds and woulds and coulds. Yeah. Right. I have to tell you really quick, Shannon, too, I had done um, Reiki uh, with, with a loved one and she was taking classes. And so she was said, can I practice on you? I'm like, sure, let's do it. <laughs> So she was doing this practice session from her class and um, I was laying there and she was like, started my head and then came to my throat. And all of a sudden I was seeing, like, she was like, I'm supposed to see like colors. And she, I was like, this, these bright reds, like these just red, 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 red. So anyway, I did the whole session and came out and I was like, I don't know why. Like when you got to my throat, I just kept seeing red and blah, blah, blah. well, she like, you know, was flipping through her, her manual or her book to find out like, what does it mean? And it was like, yeah, like a sickness or something. The next day I was diagnosed with strep and I was like, how crazy that I was the one that was like feeling, seeing the colors. And so I just thought that was so amazing. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Love that. I love hearing those stories. <laughs> yeah. Now, is that, is that something, I mean, so do you experience that, is that what you experience, like the sensations, feelings, colors? Do you give feedback to clients when you're working with them? I, I do have my own experience while they have their experience. So I'm, I'm really more interested in hearing what their experience is rather than mine, because mine might not have anything to do with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've had experiences... Um, of that will sound kind of far out there to people but you know I've had experience um, of I had a knowing that there was a presence in the room during a session and didn't know thought it was feminine 
Um, and then I was asked about doll clothes and the grandmother and then shared that with the person. And she said, oh yeah, my, you know, my grandmother passed away not that long ago and we used to make doll clothes together. Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and they could interpret that however they wanted. Maybe that was grandma saying hello or, you know, but so lots of different things. Yeah. An infinite amount of things can happen during a session. I, yeah, knowing someone was pregnant or just crazy. It sounds crazy, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, and again, I've talked about it so often on the show with other guests that what used to be called, you know, the woo-woo stuff, woo-woo is, yeah. people are starting to understand it's uh, not so woo-woo. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, this is, this is really um, happening around us and we're just, I think we're starting to open up more and more. Uh, Woo-woo is the new ordinary. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. That's wonderful. Uh, so, yeah, is there anything that you wanted to touch upon, Jeannie, that we, we haven't had an opportunity to discuss? Well, the one thing that I'd like to bring forward is um, something called scar work. And it's a large part of my practice as well as Shannon's um, teaching the work now. and. Um, Scar work is one word, capital S, capital W, and it comes uh, from Sharon Wheeler, who trained with Ida Rolf um, in the 70s. Okay, so this work has been in existence for decades. It's just now starting to come mainstream. And I just kind of want to point it out because it's the direction that I'm going in, in my practice um, as I evolve into a new iteration is carrying the lineage of... Um, <clears throat> the evolution of Ida Rolf's work through Sharon Wheeler um, into the territory. So uh, in simple terms, you could say if Ida Rolf was pioneering fascia that we've discussed already, Sharon Wheeler sort of uh, branched into beyond what Ida Rolf was able to evolve into at the time maybe is um, scar work, which is superficial um, fascia. And then bone work, when we're discovering we can change um, the bone matrix, the bone connective tissue um, in a way that is kind of a real paradigm shift. So um, that's a whole nother subject, but the scar work is just so practical in terms of bringing an innovative approach to working with um, adhesions and scar tissue, particularly surgical scars um, into, my dream is to bring that into the medical practice. There are people who are working with scars, but they don't, quite know this approach, which if you look at the lineage, it, it's really enlightening and illuminating in terms of how different it is from anything that's out there. So that's my, that's my one, if I could plug something and it's not really plugging me, it's plugging the work that we're trying to spread and um, bring to the medical mainstream. Yeah. Well, instead of using lasers and, and so forth, it's, it's manipulation with thumbs and hands, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very gentle. Um, it's super gentle, really quick, painless, um, effective uh, in terms of results, really quick and lasting. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, I was just fascinated by the by the bone 
work as I read more about it for the information you had sent me the links and uh, I never I just had never thought about it before my son Jake this one uh, he had broken his toe so badly <laughs> and his dad was like oh there's nothing they could do for toes just tape it to the next one and go on well it turned out he, he really needed to see somebody and ended up having uh he, he didn't have surgery but they did some um injected um oh golly jeepers I'm, I'm so losing the word of uh oh you know the cells that help stem cells like they did some stem cell therapy and injected that so that it could the bone could re like attach or and, yeah and, and like heal itself in a correct way it was very fascinating to me that that was the approach they did with him and it and it helped him tremendously so mm-hmm. all I could think was as I read all this oh my gosh I need to get Jake down here and have him do some bone work <laughs> I'd love to love to grab a hold of his toes <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it's fascinating the, work oh for sure and again that's why I'm just I'm so thrilled to have you both on here to talk about this because I just want all of you listening to understand that there's just such amazing work to be done uh, or that's out there in the world and continues to blossom and grow. And uh, the more that we know, the more we can ask questions, the more we can seek answers, uh, the more this is going to blossom. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Shannon, did you have anything more that you wanted to add? I, I was just thinking in my mind as Jeannie was talking about the scar work about how a lot of the work that we're talking about um, that I do and that Jeannie does is so gentle, you know, um, and I think that the scar work ties into really well, really well to a modality that I also do called manual lymphatic drainage, which is also very light. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm headed in my practice. Um, and I'm, I'm caught up in it and I love it. And I'm on the beginning of that journey of it, but scar work really ties in so beautifully with manual lymphatic drainage. Um, but just my thought was that a lot of the work that we're doing is so light and gentle and restorative um yeah that's it. yeah the other quick ps on that is even structural integration because with the, one of the myths that people hear about is oh rolfing is so painful and it it can be and has been and it's a a rumor in some cases but it doesn't have to be and i don't feel like it should be and so again just moving away from no pain no gain into yeah. a more um just flowing synonymous relaxation type receptive place for you know the nervous system to be at ease when you're you know creating change and so sorry to interrupt terry but i just couldn't resist like dismantling that myth on the the no i'm glad you clarified thank you thank you thank you because and i was going to say i'm ready to sign up for both both of you because (laughs) Oh, I just love that idea. I I bought a vibration plate that I stand on and try to get the lymph system flowing. I I bounce on a rebounder in the backyard to my 80s music to get the lymph. So I love the idea, yes, of a a more gentle. (laughs) 
way to get that that lymph system flowing, get the toxins out. Yeah. Great. Awesome. All right. Well, I just want to thank you both so much for your willingness to be a part of this series, for joining me today and the work you're doing in the world. So it's just such a gift to those on their healing journey. Thank you. Likewise, Terry. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Oh, I missed that, Shannon. What? I just said thank you so much for having us. Oh, absolutely. All right. So how do people find you? I know, Jeannie, you are you are really booked. Um, but if people want to learn more about your work, uh, where do they connect with you? So islandsomatherapy.com uh, is my website. It's, uh, I, I hope, I think, very informative. And um, yeah, my practice is, is limited right now in terms of taking new people. However, I have resources of all kinds um, everywhere. So if you're looking for some local help, I'm happy to take your call or email. Um, if you're looking for help elsewhere, used to be that you could go to either the Rolf Institute or the Guild of Structural Integration back in the day, go to their website, find a practitioner. Nowadays, a Google search in your area will help you find uh, craniosacral Rolfing structural integration, that sort of thing. So awesome. I'm happy to help, happy to take calls. And I am accepting uh, scar work clients at the moment. That's, that is a door that's open right now. So. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. And Shannon? My uh, website is integrativerelaxation.com and it lists my modalities. And there's a, also hopefully helpful information about each of those. Um, and there is a contact form um, that people can just reach out and send me an email and I'm happy to hear from people answer questions and um, yeah all right yay well everyone thank you for joining us today on the healing place podcast and remember until next time be gentle with yourself thanks bye-bye hey everybody Terry Welbrock again just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the academy.terrywellbrock.com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terrywellbrock.com, you can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for, uh, again, healing. Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right.